Welcome to another Youth-Centered Podcast. This is number 10, uh, and today we're very excited to have our latest guest, John Boudreau. John is presently finishing up his junior year at Syracuse University, um, and he has been with us uh, since he was a young kid as both a member of the Youth Center, a participant in the Youth Center, all the way up to working for us and holding some administrative roles for us in the summer. Next week uh, uh, ends John's tenure with us as he's taking on a internship to help him with his career as a communications major at Syracuse. Uh, so as we're winding down his career here, we thought we'd bring him on the podcast uh, to basically talk about our topic today, growing up, and growing up in North Andover. So, John, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate the opportunity, Rick. Uh, really happy to be here. John, um, what are your earliest member, memories of the Youth Center? You started out as a summer fun kid, um, then became a Youth Center member through your middle school and high school career. You were a basketball fanatic in many of our recreation programs. Uh, and then, as I said earlier, you became a part-time summer fun ploy. And then uh, as recently as the last two years, you were actually running our popular middle school program called Sports and Rec in the summer. So what are, what are some of your earliest memories of growing up in North Andover? Earliest memories, um, got to go way back. Started going to summer fun in first grade. Um, I remember Strawberry Man, Dan Oak, he played, uh, he ran a really good station football in the back corner of the Atkinson um, playground back there. Those are some of my earliest memories. I remember Mike Utley really liked when I would bring in two sugar cookies every day. I would have one and he would have one. When I went away on vacation, I would um, bring him a full box for the week. Moving on to the, you know, Drummond, really competitive kid, uh, probably ruffled a few feathers along the way, but, um, you know, I went through, I went every year from first to eighth grade through summer fun and sports and rec, and, um, you know, really jealous that I don't really have that opportunity to relive those glory days this summer. So they were good memories. Oh my God, absolutely. You were active as a middle school and high school student uh, at here at the Youth Center, participating in a variety of programs. Um, as well as just uh, like most middle school do, kids do, just coming and, and hanging out. Um, as a middle school and a high school student, what were some of the lessons you may have learned and, and how maybe the YC helped shape who you are today? You know, I came to the Youth Center probably three or four days a, three or four days a week in middle school. Um, and then working here, um, coming full circle as a high schooler, seeing, you know, what middle schoolers and um, you know, fourth and fifth graders on Saturdays, you know, think about on a daily basis. Um, I definitely think that a big lesson for me was, you know, to not really care about what other people think. Um, so, um, you know, I, I just think that overall it was a great experience and I learned many lessons along the way, but that's, that's because of the people that were here and you learn lessons, um, you learn lessons from them. So, um, you know, as a student, to a staff member, um, to a coordinator, those lessons, you know, keep going up the line. You had an opportunity to give back to North Andover and become a part-time seasonal employee. Yes. What was it like going from being a participant in all of our programs here at the Youth Center and throughout North Andover and then becoming a, an employee? And how did that help you grow? I just think you look at it from a different perspective. Uh, as a kid, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 95 degrees or it's 75 degrees. You are here to have fun every single day. 
you know, to a staff member when it's week four and, you know, it's the real grind of the summer, um, you know, you probably, you know, boo-hoo, you pity yourself. But it really is about the kid. Um, it's all about them. And I think that, you know, I learned that over my five years as a counselor and a coordinator. And I hope that, you know, the, the current staff and, you know, people who will become future staff members, maybe if there's campers listening that want to be a staff member one day, they can understand that it really is all about the kid. When you were a counselor, before you were a coordinator, before when you were a counselor, were you able to remember your memories of being a kid at Summer Fun? And, um, and how did that kind of help maybe deal with some kids that um, were maybe shy or, or not as actively involved as other kids? What did your life experience of being a Summer Fun kid help you with being a Summer Fun counselor? I was definitely the kid that would run to the taking aim line and try to be in the front of the line, try to be someone's favorite. Um, you know, I never really looked at the kids that were at the back of the line. And, you know, becoming a staff member, becoming, you know, coming full circle with that, I think that, you know, I, I got to realize that there, you know, there were kids that didn't really have that support from their friends or support from every single counselor. So you try to pinpoint those kids, give them the same opportunity that the kids that you know, run into the front of the taking aim line would get. For sure. The last two years you were elevated to co-coordinator of our sports and rec program. And for people that don't know, our sports and rec program is kind of an extension of summer fun for the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. Um, it's predominantly boys, uh, but we've had a number of girls. This year we're excited. We've, we've got a number of girls already signed up. And it's more of a, a sports-geared summer fun type program. You were given the position as a co-coordinator. How did this position help you continue to grow? And you know, what are your same, some of your favorite memories as you've winded down the last two years of being the coordinator? What are some of the memories you take from that? I was definitely nervous making the move to Sports and Rec. That's a huge responsibility. Um, would like to give a shout out to Olivia Robinson. She was the other coordinator for with the two years, and she made everything you know really, really easy, and we we really clicked on that level. So, um, favorite memories, you know, a lot of really good kids that we had. Um, you know, we didn't have the greatest numbers over the past two years, but I guarantee you, I wouldn't have traded any of the kids that we had. Um, you know, they showed up every day. They wanted to compete. They wanted to get after it. Um, you know, whether we were, you know, trying to name every team in the NBA before the other team was or whether we were playing kickball. Um, and then overall, I mean, I think our staff was so strong that, um, you know, they made it easy on us. I mean, for Olivia and myself, it, um, they really made it easy on us. We didn't have to make that many tough decisions on them or, um, we, you know, we felt comfortable with the eight people that we had. Um, and just to, to know that, you know, they were given the same effort and they cared just as much, just as much about sports and rec that, you know, me and Olivia did. That was uh, really awesome. Sure. You, um, you are, you definitely bleed black and red, uh, you and your brother, uh, f uh, hashtag forever nights. Um, you've actually loved growing up in our school system. You were a student athlete at North End of a high school. Uh, how did our school system help prepare you both in the classroom and on the playing field for adulthood and basically going off to Syracuse and after next year going off into the, the, the work field? So how did uh, North End of Public Schools help you? I just I think about um, you know my two head coaches in high school uh, there were many of them but for the varsity team I had to fill out progress reports and um, you know get get support from my teachers and I knew that if I wasn't getting it done in the classroom that you know I wasn't going to be able to get it done on the field um, I think North Hanover is a great place to balance the two things um, you have time to 
you know, really focus on the things that are important in your life. And, you know, school is one of those things that, you know, I wanted to make a priority. And, you know, when I, when I had my free time, you know, sports was something that um, I really, really tried to focus on, really loved doing, really loved competing. And academically, you uh, loved attending North Hanover High and prepared Absolutely. you to go to Syracuse? Absolutely. I think North Hanover High really um, prepared me well for Syracuse. I, I felt ready to go to college. I didn't exactly want to leave North Hanover High School. Um, that's how much I loved it. I loved walking the halls. I loved hearing the pep band play at, on Friday afternoons. Um, you know, those, those are things that still give me goosebumps. So every time I get to go back there, it's a pretty special pretty special thing so I've seen you evolve from that little kid who attended summer fun uh, to a kid that's a year away from graduating college um, we saw some leadership from you the last couple of years obviously being the co-coordinator of sports and rec but today in a, in a couple hours you'll be leaving once again this will be a third year attending our core four youth conference on Lake Winnipesaukee uh, this is a conference that brings kids together from the North End of the U Center, the Andover U Center, the Merrimack Valley YMCA, and the Greater Lawrence Boys and Girls Club. And we've been actually doing it for four years. This is your third year with us. Um, we've brought you up to, you know, to help kind of lead the conference. Um, and some of us who have been doing all the, the legwork the last couple of years have been taking a bit of a step back as some of our youngest staff, including yourself, take bigger roles on that. Tell us what that whole core four experience has been for you personally as a staff member and you know what maybe again how in the aspect of growing up how has this taken to helped you grow a little bit more core four is so so special to me um again it's my third year doing it i'm you know couldn't sleep last night thinking about this weekend it really is such a cool opportunity um you really it really brings people together and you get to learn not only about yourself but you get to learn about others um you know i'm a staff member there but it, i don't really view myself as a staff member there you know, we got 14 or 15 year old kids learning lessons about life. Well, I'm 21 years old and I feel like I'm going to learn a lot about, you know, others and myself this weekend. Um, not only is it really cool to learn about kids from your own community and, the, you know, the future summer fun counselors of North Andover, but it is really cool to see, you know, other sides. We get we get to, you know, meet kids from Andover and, and meet their staff. And then we, you know, from Lawrence and the Boys Club and the Y. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the weekend, everyone is a little shy, but by the end of the weekend, you know, everyone is really connected. And I feel such pride, you know, to be part of that community, that core four community and um, the core four family. The last two years, I've actually had firsthand witness to see how you have engaged with the kids and become a leader. Um, I have a you know, great memory of you, a girl that was a little bit socially awkward in terms of not knowing what she wanted to do with this conference and I, I turn around and you're at a picnic table talking to her and and making her laugh and, and getting her you know ready to you know continue on with the conference of which she obviously had a great time um, that's the type of stuff we've seen with you you're taking on this year in particularly going to be taking on even more of a leadership role leading a workshop with with Molly um, you ready for that whole next step absolutely I mean I've got to watch the uh, the masses do it for the past couple of years, and uh, ready to take a bigger role in Core Four. Ready to you know make sure that every single person knows my name when I leave. Um, you know I feel so strongly about it that I'm just so excited. Great. Uh, next year you will graduate from Syracuse University with a communications degree. Um, it's always tough to you know 
picture a few years ahead, five years ahead, ten years ahead? What the f- what does the future hold for John Boudreau? You know, I think there's a lot of unknown. Um, you know, for the first 22 years of my life, I think everything was a little predetermined. You know, I had to make big decisions in my life, like going to Syracuse. Um, you know, th- big decisions like that. But, you know, I kind of knew that I was going to go to college. And, you know, after I graduate, that would be the first time that I can really make my own decisions. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable um, right now. I don't really know what the next couple of years are going to hold. Um, I'm going to dip my toe in um, an internship this summer in kind of the sales region. Uh, see what's what's like. that whole internship about? Um, so I'm working at John Galt Staffing. It's a recruiting and sales company. Um, basically, I'll be on the phone many, many times a day trying to get information on people. Um, it's a really cool company, something that you know I interviewed for, learned a lot about you know interviewing and all that stuff. And I think it'll be a really cool opportunity. I'm going to go through a six-week training program and then uh, get started for the rest of the summer. Really looking forward to it. I think it is a really cool opportunity. Obviously, a little bittersweet having to leave the youth center after you know many many years, but uh, I think the internship will be a good decision. So you went out to Syracuse and obviously upstate New York. Um, great winters up there, a lot of snow. Um, and I always text you a lot to talk about that uh, that infamous basketball team you have up there. Um, people can't see right now, but once again, uh, John is wearing a Syracuse uh, shirt. He wears a Syracuse gear almost every day here. Uh, what's up with that Jimbo Bayheim 2-3 defense? Um, what's the basketball team going to look like next year in your final year there? Uh, I hope they I hope they can uh, they can win it all my senior year. Freshman year we made the Final Four. It was a bit of a surprise. Sophomore and junior year, you know, not our best teams. I think that we're going to really put it together this year. You know, we're the only Sweet 16 team that returns our whole starting five. That's something I think that the 2-3 zone can really make teams uncomfortable. Um, you know, our length, our um, versatility as a team, quickness, and, you know, we play in the ACC. So, you know, if we go 10-8 and eight in the ACC, that's okay because we'll be battle-tested come tournament time. Well, we have a lot of former Syracuse students living here in North Andover. One of the most outspoken is Kevin Breen, uh, among others. Uh, I usually enjoy tweeting at all of you when Syracuse ends up losing and getting knocked out of the tournament. But I do agree with you. As much as I don't like Syracuse, got a got a pretty good team coming back. And uh, who knows, maybe in your last year there, they'll actually get to the Final Four. Will we see you there if they get to the Final Four? I don't know. I, I, don't, I really want to be on campus. If we're on the Final Four, I really want to be on campus. So you'll actually watch it there. Absolutely. Good. As you enter adulthood, you're 21 years old now. Uh, what advice do you have for the young John Boudreaux? When you think back of that that first grade John Boudreaux all the way up through his you know his 12th grade year at, at North End of a high school, um, what's your advice to these young kids that quite frankly are trying to race through their, their elementary school years and their teenage years? What's your advice to those kids? You know, I think everybody uh, looks at their life like they're happier in the past. Um, you know, memories are better than they actually are. Um, so I just think you have to enjoy every single day. You have to take every day, you know, not for granted. Um, you know, I talk about, you know, how much I love high school and how much I want to go back. But I also find myself, you know, talking about my freshman year of college and how much I miss those days. Um, so I think if you can just focus on today and focus on, you know, what makes you happy, um, you know, even for a second grader, um, I think that I think that advice goes a long way. So 
obviously teens is our business here um you know getting kids through adolescence is tough it's it's not easy being a middle school and high school kid this these years um things are getting tougher and tougher for a variety of different reasons from your standpoint being outside the school system now in college thinking back what's your top five things that um maybe the toughest things about being a teen right now here in north andover i just think you know worrying about other people's opinions um you know People follow leaders, and sometimes leaders in middle school aren't the nicest people. Um, you know, laughing at people or making fun of people, that's just not – it's not appropriate. It's not right. Um, I definitely would say, you know, to those kids that, that do those kind of mean things that, you know, every single kid deserves the same opportunity um, to be special and, and to feel special. Um, I think that, you know, middle school is not an easy time. You know, we see some – we see some kids up at Sports and Rec over the past couple summers who, you know, have that, I'm, you know, trying to make people laugh at this person, not with this person. Uh, I think being inclusive and uh, letting everybody, you know, have that opportunity is, is key. Great. Your brother Steve is one of our all-time favorites. Um, he's obviously been with me for a lot longer than you've been, grew up in the same program. We often joke that when we look at you, we see a mini Steve, um, how you look, how you talk, your mannerisms. Um, tell us about, tell our listeners how special this relationship between you and Steve is and how that's actually been a connection here at the youth center also. And, you know, to this day, how he, he's probably your biggest mentor. My brother is the most important person in my life. Um, you know, can't, can't stop smiling when I think about him. He really is you know, really, really special. Um, you know, I slept 10 feet away from him my whole life. You know, I was in fifth grade when he went to college. He's seven years older than me. I think that was a really cool um, transition from him being a role model and him being my older brother to, you know, the older that I get, we're really, we're friends now, and um, it's different. He has made such a positive impact on my life, um, you know, guided me through big decisions that I've had to make, always been there to you know support me and you know be my number one fan um and it's funny how that works because i was his number one fan for so many so many years and then um as he moved on to college and as his athletic career came to a close he actually became my fan so it's really cool how the two of us were able to um you know interact over the years or how our relationship has changed and uh how close we've stayed yeah, it is a an incredible relationship, and obviously, not to minimize your relationship with your sister, but the three the three Boudreaux kids uh, have a special relationship with each other, and it, it's really nice for me to sit down and watch that over the years that I have with all three of you. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, Steve is um, Steve is your biggest fan, and and to this day. Um, and every day he's going to continue to be your best fan. Um, you've had a really good friend group. We talk about it. You've mentioned a little bit. It's tough sometimes with friends in the middle school and in the high school. You've tended to have a pretty consistent friend group, uh, definitely through high school, but a lot of these guys uh, and girls, uh, it all started back when you were younger, elementary school and middle school. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your friendship group and, you know, the, the pros and cons of that whole thing over the years. Uh, I've had a pretty consistent friend group. You know, I feel like the people that have been there for me have been there for me all along. Um, you know, I think about guys like Jake Burkhart, who I got to play football with in, in middle school and high school. Uh, I got to grow up with him, got to hang out with him all the time. You know, I know he really always has my back. You know, you meet a lot of people through sports. 
Um, you know, people that I played football and basketball with over the years, I think about Spencer Reeve, I think about Bubba Sklau, I think about people like that. Um, you also meet people through the youth center, um, you know, running around out here at, at Drummond. And I think about, um, you know, summers that we had as, as friends and um, the life lessons that we learned. I just think that overall, my friend group, I know that, you know, they're going to be with me for a long time. Guys like Matt Iacovello, Yanni Falaris. You know, I, I can't shout out everybody, but, um, you know, having them to support me and to be able to support them over the years has just been awesome, and it always makes North Anna really feel like home for me. We have a, a new group taking over Sports and Rec, uh, the law firm of Wolfenden and Sportelli. Um, what do you think about the future with those two guys replacing you and Olivia? Uh, I think Matt, Matt Wolfenden is ready for the job. I, uh, I worked with him for the past two years. I actually told you when I when I wanted to go to Sports and Rec that he was someone that I really wanted to bring with me. I thought it was vital. Um, I think that he cares a lot about the program, which is which is key for someone at Sports and Rec out there because you know there is no bathroom, there there is no uh, shade that you can sit. Well, in we do have a bathroom, John. Well, we have porta -potty. A, we have a porta potty. Porta potty. Yes. Um, but I think he is ready, uh, and he's he's on. He has seen what uh, me and Olivia had built there, and hopefully he can build off that. I go to college with Devin, um, really good friends with her. Haven't ever been able, uh, haven't had the chance to work with her, but um, you know everything that I know about her and everything that I know about her work ethic, uh, I feel really confident in the two people that are taking over the program. We're just excited that she doesn't wear Syracuse gear as much as you die, but she we're better. actually looking forward to both of those with the sports and rec. As you finish up your career with us next week, uh, John, since he got out of school, is part of our illustrious grunt crew that's been doing a lot of getting the youth center cleaned up and ready for the summer. They're presently down at Stevens Pond getting us all set up there so we can open. But as you finish up your career and head off to this internship, with the, which we're very excited for you, um, going to put you on the spot. What's the John Boudreaux legacy that you're going to leave the youth center? I hope that I impacted um, as many people as I, as I think I did. Um, you know, when I, was at, when I was here at Drummond, I felt like a little bit of a superhero. You know, they, the kids really idolize you. They, they look at you as like a professional athlete more than a, more than a high school athlete. Um, and I hope that they don't know me for that, but they, I made individual relationships with all of those kids, either whether it was my three years at Drummond or my two years at Sports and Rec, uh, whether it was running Joseph Walsh. I think that my relationships with the staff here has been really, really good over the years. Um, I'll always be able to call the youth center home. You told me my first year, you know, we're not putting up a statue. Um, and a statue is not what I want, but I hope that I, hope that I am remembered here for – uh, you know, the work that I did and the, and the time that I put in here. Uh, I spent many, many hours here, and I wouldn't trade one, one hour of that. Sure. You um, come from a great family. Obviously, we know your parents were well, and we, we talked about your brother and sister. You've had a lot of mentors, uh, without mentioning them by name, but maybe collectively. What would you want to say to all of those teachers, coaches, professionals that have been involved with your life as you wrap up your career here and basically in North Andover. What do you have to say to all those people from the, the little John Boudreau in the first grade all the way up to this kid that's heading off to a, a big internship and the next step in his career? Well, first would be thank you, but I think uh, specifically I want to say thank you for, for trusting me and, and putting uh, confidence in me. Um, you know, being able to start for a varsity basketball team and uh, for Coach Tanglis, like that's something that I'll be able to take for the rest of my life. Um, 
you know, being being trusted to run the sports and rec program, which was a program that I I went to for three years. Um, you know, countless countless people have been huge inspirations on my life, whether it was Bob Adaconis in fifth grade or uh, you know Rick Orman as a you know twenty one year old. Um, had a lot of support, had a lot of help, had a lot of advice over the years um, to get to where I am now. But um, you know, wouldn't be able to do it without those people. So just a huge thank you to all of them. How about that kid out there that wants to be the next John Bedreau? What's the? He's maybe in the summer fun right now. He's idolized you for lots of reasons, and uh, he wants to be the next John Bedreau. Maybe coming on staff in the next few years. What do you have to say to that person? Uh, he should probably get in the weight room. Uh, <laughs> he should probably work on his jump shot a little bit. Um, but just keep your nose to the grind. You know, I think about um, it's kind of a process of elimination. I think about my fifth grade basketball team, there was 30 kids playing travel basketball and, you know, another 15 in in-town who are, you know, really, really, really competitive. And from those 45 kids, uh, only three of us played uh, varsity basketball as seniors. Um, you know, stick through it. There's not going to be, not everything's going to be easy. Um, but I think that the people who are, you know, persevere through the challenges and, um, you know, can really elevate to that next level, I just think perseverance is definitely something that I would, you know, preach to, to someone who, who wanted to grow up like me. Well, I will miss our Celtics talk and our, my ability to bash Syracuse basketball. I will not miss watching you try to weed whack or use any mechanical equipment here at the U Center, but you have truly left your mark on the U Center. Uh, we all at the U Center wish you the best of luck. Um, and as we've said, you've heard us say this many times, uh, always never forget where you came from. And uh, I don't think you ever will. So thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing your thoughts on growing up. Really appreciate that, Rick. This is an awesome opportunity. I'm glad that I was able to get on the podcast before I uh, make my make my final exit from the youth center. Can't sum it up in the words what this place means to me. Well, this wraps up podcast number 10, Growing Up with John Boudreau. I'm excited to announce that next week we'll have Mrs. Pat Roberts here. Um, we are unveiling the Tim Roberts mural next uh, Sunday, June 10th. Pat has graciously agreed to come on the podcast to talk a little bit about this uh, passion that her husband and her have put into with this mural of Tim and keeping Tim's memory alive and all of the great work they're doing to try to raise funds for cancer research. So they'll be coming on next week. Uh, and then the following week, we have assistant principal Cheryl Romando from the middle school who's going to be coming in and talking about a topic that we put together on the changing middle school students. So those are the next two podcasts coming up. Uh, we have scheduled through August right now, so we're trying to do this every week. And as usual, uh, we could not have done this without the help of uh, Susan Martin and NACAM. And uh, I think we're getting a little bit better every week. We are looking for a high school student, uh, even a middle school student, that has an interest uh, that might want to come on and be the uh, producer of this podcast and help us with uh, everything from setup to actually running the, the whole podcast. So if you are interested, as well as if you have any other new topics that you'd like to have us talk about or even some potential suggestions for guests, always email me at rgorman at nyouth.com. So again, thanks again to John Boudreau, uh, talking a little bit about growing up, and as we always finish the podcast saying, too much passion is never enough passion. <laughs>